Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Humagrow Farmer podcast with your host, Larry Cooper. Today, we pulled together our Strawberry Brain Trust to discuss all things strawberry. With us in the studio are Doug Greer, our Senior Director of U.S. Domestic Sales, and Barrett Smith, Eastern U.S. Sales Manager and Agronomist. On the phone, we have Jason Garcia, Florida Regional Agronomist, and Silvana DeLuna, Certified Crop Advisor and Pest Control Advisor for WRT Ag in California. We're also pleased to have a special guest on the phone today, Dustin Grooms of that great strawberry growing dynasty, Fancy Farms of Plant City, Florida. Before we get started, I direct our listeners to go to humagrow.com and on the homepage, click on the slider image that says, Humagrow, practically perfect in every way for strawberries. That will take you to a strawberry blog post that has links to product documents, field studies, and other background information that we'll be discussing during this podcast. So with all that out of the way, Doug, why don't you start us off? Well, thank you, Larry. What we're going to do today is walk through the strawberry growth cycle and talk about each stage, plant needs and recommended human grow products. I've asked Jason Garcia to walk us through the stages and Barrett to take the lead on product discussion for each stage. Everyone else can jump in with whatever comments or questions they may have. Jason, please start us off by telling us about strawberry pre-plant soil preparation. Well, glad to hear everybody here. Uh, pre-plant starts with disking in or, or cutting our, any cover crops that we might have put out. Uh, but more, more importantly is, is our fumigation process as we lay plastic. The fumigants that are available to us uh, nowadays, they're, they're not good in all aspects. Uh, they're either good at, at uh, controlling nematodes or either good at controlling weeds or they're good at controlling soil bacteria. And that is the huge, that's a huge start from the get-go with us uh, as, as we're getting ready for the season. That's kind of where I see our ProMax coming into play because it's good, good on, or actually, in my opinion, great, great on controlling nematodes and, uh, and soil bacteria. Yeah, and, and on top of that, I mean, just just going backwards a little bit, um, I, I completely agree with you, Jason, but uh, looking at looking at our products in general, I mean, everything coupled with our, our microcarbon technology really, really makes a difference, uh, really shines, um, especially with application methods. I mean, we can go in through the drip irrigation, we can go on top foliars, we'll talk about some products with the Promax and Zap, which we're discussing, obviously, through the drip, they help clean out the emitters, they're nice and clean, um, so it works out there. And that microcarbon technology really helps pull all the deposits, all the precipitates out, um, just to keep it at a really good application method there. One thing that we like to do with the soil is to see how much time we can get into the soil. If we're if we're talking about where the soil is at, we need to look at, at what crop was there previously and where the soil needs to get at to then have a great start off for strawberries as they come in for transplant. So Promax is going to be our, our organic nematicide and fungicide. So like Jason says, great on those controls. We don't touch the weeds. We don't touch the roots of the plants. We don't hurt anything as far as a, as a, as a higher life form. But on the micro, microbial level, it's going to knock everything out, the good and the bad. So we got to be aware of what Promax does. Zap, on the other hand, is going to restore the microbial life. We're going to get everything back up and running. We're going to take a dead soil and turn it into an alive soil. Zap doesn't have any biological inoculants in it. There's nothing living in it. It's going to take what's there natively in the soil and bring it back to life, bring it up and running. Um, and even at the rates that we're talking about, a half gallon per acre, sometimes up to a gallon an acre, 
Um, these products work very, very well and very, very quickly, which is very fascinating to see with our microcarbon technology. With the amount of control that they both have, uh, Zap has, Zap, Promex is going to come in and actually be our killer contact killer. So take out all the nematodes, take out all the diseases, um, and Zap as we get in contact with the soil, bring it back to life, get it up and running. If we want more of a control aspect, we'll stick more with Promax. If we want to do more of a holistic approach and kind of keep keep what we've been doing and not change much in the soil, soil microbial community and just kind of enhance it, get it stronger, we'll stick with Zap. So a lot of the, our programs that we've developed with Strawberries recently has been Promax and then Zap every two weeks. Promax, Zap, Promax, Zap, Promax, Zap, all throughout the growing season. Because a lot of times we'll have nematodes come up. They typically come up about a monthly. We'll have diseases creep up during the growing season, depending on the weather, depending on the temperature. I mean, we just don't know what's exactly going on in the soil unless we're in, in the soil measuring all that. So Promex and Zap at those two combinations, back and forth of killing, bring it back to life for a good, healthy environment, killing it, bring it back to life. I mean, it actually works very, very well. And we'll show some data that of, of the results that we've had with that. Um, in some other crops, we might do one or two applications of each, and we always we always follow up Promax with an application of Zap, just because we want that soil to be living again. We don't want to grow in dead, sterile soil. So um, there's surfactants in Promax and Zap that that help get the product where it needs to go, and we'll talk more about Promax and Zap on top of fumigation. But for the most part, we recommend doing Promax and Zap instead of fumigation. Um, there's a lot of cost savings that we can do with that it, at the half gallon rate every two weeks with Promax and then Zap. You're looking at one application of each of those a month, and that cost might be somewhere around $70, $75 a month. So for a seven-month crop, for strawberries, for example, that might be $490 an acre roughly. Uh, that should be under the fumigation costs of some of these growers in Florida as well as the majority, if not 100% of them, in California because they have different costs associated. And let me let me ask about that for a minute, Dustin. In in Florida, what are we talking about in terms of fumigation costs per acre for strawberries, and what kind of time commitment are we talking about? Yeah, so fumigation is a big thing right here, especially right now as we're underwater and we're trying to get everything dried out. Um, it, it's very challenging to get a fumigant out that actually works. And in Florida, everything bad grows, uh, soil-borne diseases, pests. I mean, this is if it's going to happen, it's going to happen here in Florida. You're looking at, you know, a thousand bucks an acre easily on on some type of fumigant. And right now, we're forced to use a fumigant that my grandpa used back in the '60s. So it's uh, it's weird how things kind of come full circle. There's not a lot of options out there, and uh, I, I'm glad that I I ran into Humagrow and was able to team up with Barrett there and uh, me and him, we worked the program last year of the, uh, uh, that he just went over there and, uh, and it worked fairly well for us. As a matter of fact, we didn't have any trouble. The, the cost and the savings alone was, was worth it. But uh, it is like jumping in the deep end, not knowing if you can swim, but uh, we were able to swim and keep our head above water all year. Silvano, let me ask you as well. I know California has its own unique circumstances when it comes to dealing with pests in the soil. What are we talking about in terms of fumigation costs out in California? Yeah, the fumigation costs in California can range. There's some anywhere from $800 to like $4,000 an acre. So in regards to savings, yeah, I've I've used Promax kind of like what Barrett said. You know, I come in there with Promax. 
and I follow up with some zap and, and that I've had pretty good efficacy there. But the the costs here in California are not getting it's not getting any cheaper and aside from that, you know, the efficacy of the fumigants aren't really doing it. We've noticed that, you know, about six months into fumigation there's a drop off of efficacy and, and uh so proper timing of using Promax, you know, I found with some of the girls that I work with, uh are having you know, I I have a field that's a thirty year strawberry plant and uh there's no die out on that field. Uh, and traditionally people in California don't you know, they don't they take it to second year because of the foodborne diseases is a big issue out here in California. And yeah, thanks, Silvano. On that, I was I'm glad you were able to share, you know, the different perspective in California because um, it is a little bit different animal out there than than in Florida. Every every area is a little bit different. We have uh, some information on the blog post that I hope whoever's listening will be able to look at at some point. We have and we'll go over some of these uh, field trials um, later on in this uh, in this podcast, but. Uh, you know, there's uh, there's been some really good ones that we've done that that show, uh, you know, that great that efficacy of Promax and Zap, um, whether it's on top of fumigation because there is that drop off, you know, a few months into it, or Promax and Zap by itself. So we'll share more of those details a little bit later in this uh, podcast. So uh, Doug, I'd like to I'd like to throw something in there uh, to kind of back up what Barrett mentioned. One of the things with the Zap. And, and to me, this is the importance of, of utilizing that is, you know, the soil microbials, as we grow that population, they secrete citric acid. So depending upon your soil types, uh, for example, in, in Florida, our phosphorus, which they say we have an abundance of, it's tied up with calcium. So the more that we can grow that, that microbial population and they, they're secreting citric acid, it actually allows that phosphorus and calcium, it, separ- it separates those two molecules and makes it soluble to the plant at that time. So that is a, a kind of a bonus, if you will, as, as far as using ZAP. That's right. I mean, ZAP, not only will it help the soil structure, the soil biology, the nutrient availability, but ZAP also... Uh, we've done a lot of laboratory analyses as well as, um, you know, soil tests. Zap also fights diseases. I've seen, I've seen Fusarium completely wiped away, not with Promax, but with Zap by itself. If there's a lighter infestation, Zap by itself might be a, a cheaper route to go versus the Promax as well as the Zap. So there's a lot of times, especially in row crops, I'm using a lot of Zap um, just by itself because it's able to fight off the diseases and get everything uh, in, a, in a good working order to, to fight off all the problems that we've got off there. So it's a lot of fun to see both of those in tandem, especially on strawberries, because a lot of times it's, you know, back-to-back strawberries or they're, you know, it's a monoculture at that point and and uh, they, it needs something a little heavier. So it's kind of fun to see the Promax and Zap work there. Barrett or Jason, uh, anything else to add on pre-plant uh, soil preparation? If not, we will move forward to transplants at this time or anybody else. One thing I like to do, um, there's obviously different application timings with our products with the Promax and Zap. Um, A couple different things. One, I like to have a good, kind of like fumigation where we come in pre-plant and maybe two or three weeks before we do an application of Promax. And and you're talking through the irrigation system. Through the irrigation system, yeah. So your your soil's got to be, you know, taken care of. It can't just be a dry block. They've got to be able to get inside the soil. 
um, and get it get it working there prior to planting. That way we can come in at planting or at transplant as an application of zap. I really like the the zap in the infurrow or the in the first you know irrigation after planting or right before planting, um, as that's a great root stimulant. Um, works very very well there. But even if we skip that, or if we don't miss that, if we miss that first Promax application, we can do Promax right at planting or right after planting. Either way, uh, there's really not too much um, issues we have with that. But I personally like having the soil prepped and ready to go, and then have Zap applied at, at transplant. Barrett, one of the things that we we left out of this, and I, to me, this is this is key when we talk about pre-plant. Uh, conventionally, and, and Dustin, I'd love for you to jump in on this and, and you know, pre-plant, we, we, we're either putting plastic out and we're putting our fumigant out at the same time, or some guys will run a different fumigant through the drip. It just depends on the grower. But one of the things that we have to keep in mind when it comes to the HumaGrow product with Promax is there's, there's no post-harvest interval. You know, it, it's zero, zero all the way around where every other product that is available to a grower, you've got to let that plastic lay and sit there until you can go ahead and punch holes in your plastic and put your plants in the ground. I mean, this can be used throughout the season without any harm to the crop, without any environmental concerns or anything of that nature. And, and that, that's a huge ordeal. And then on top of that, we're yeah. organically certified. <laughs> yeah, just to chime in on that, you know, these products that we put out are, you know, 21 to 30 days, but depending on environmental conditions. And, uh, you know, it, it's huge to be able to put something out and turn around the next day and then be able to set. Uh, we deal with a lot of hurricanes here in Florida. Uh, typically, we lay plastic right through the middle of them or right after them or and it, and, it, and it really messes stuff up, but, uh, it, you know, being able to rebuild a bed and, and shoot this through the drip and then going in there and setting a couple days later is just, it's a game changer. And as far as throughout the season's concerned, like, you know, uh, once you normally have a problem it, with strawberries, there's nothing you can do. I mean, it's, it's pretty much over and it's going to be infected. But with this product here, you're able to put it out when you can see them. And so you're going to get the control when you need it. And, uh, you're going to be able to harvest that fruit. Yeah, no, I, I, I still agree with that too, is that uh, whenever I go on the field uh, and I see something weird uh, with, you know, without a, a for sure analysis of some pathogen out there, I usually go out there with Promax and, and it kind of just takes care of anything that's kind of weird looking. And the nice thing is that there with no pre-harvest interval, you can apply it and you know you're going to be able to harvest or, or at the least work the ground. Uh, with no re-entry interval as well. So it's very convenient to have that. Thank you, everyone. We could probably spend another 30 minutes on, on Promex and Zap, <laughs> certainly, with all the stories as well. And um, So appreciate everybody's input. Let's go ahead and move on to transplant, and we can always go back to more Promex and Zap later on. Plus, as we move along in this life cycle, we're certainly continuing to apply Promax and Zap throughout the season, so we can still talk about that. But Jason, if you don't mind sharing just a little bit here about transplant uh, life cycle period here. Uh, transplant is is uh, pretty simplistic. I mean, we have what we call bare root plants and plug plants, and we typically put together a what we consider a, a root dip, if you will. Um, it's just basically a solution of, of water and, and different products 
to hope that we take care of some of the, the concerns that came from the nursery. Does it always work? No, it does not. My thoughts on, on transplant is I would love to see, and, and I'm a mixture of, of Promax and, and Breakout and Vital in with the transplant because we already have the Promax in the bed. We've we've gone through that, but if, if we can root dip in that, then we're getting that plant off to a good start. The other thing too is with, with some of these products, some of these some of these conventional products without the microcarbon technology, is they have a they have a shelf life, if you will, when they're mixed into the water. Um, so we might mix up a, a, a hundred gallons of, of solution to dip these plants into, and we think it's working all day. Well, after three hours with some of these with, with some of these uh, conventional products, they're no longer effective. So we're thinking that we're doing the right thing. However, we're not getting the effect the 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 effectiveness and the efficiency of what we thought we were getting. Yeah, I remember. I remember going to the the Florida strawberry show, and one of the the University of Florida PhDs was talking about how much disease there is in the nurseries um, as they're selling them to the growers, and the growers are having to put in these disease filled plants. And with we can do a, an, a solution of Promax and clean all that off before we even plant. That's just a great option, just like some of these other conventional products. It's just a great option to make sure what we're putting out there in the soil is is ideal. It's ready to go, and you're not putting in something that's already going to be di- already going to be dead in a couple weeks or or two. So that's kind of exciting. I'll add this, and Dustin, if I want you to chime in on this. But you know, our entire life is 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 dependent upon what kind of product we that we actually receive from the nursery. And there could be one year that one nursery shines and, man, their plants look great, no issues. And then, you know, we don't put all of our eggs in one basket. We don't order from one nursery. So when it's all said and done, that nursery that shined one year might be the worst plants you get the next year. <laughs> and unfortunately, I, I saw that with Fancy Farms this past season on one of the fields that, Plants that, that were, uh, it's a, it was a reputable nursery and, you know, we had some issues, but it, it happens. It doesn't matter where it comes from. So if we can transplant and try to salvage some of those issues that we were having, utilizing, you know, the, the, the Promax and things of that nature, that would be a great thing. Yeah, that, that typically is what happens. Uh, you know, every year one nursery is going to have a, a hiccup so to speak and uh, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when and we we are at the mercy of the nursery and uh you know a lot of times the plants do come diseased they can't see it up there because they're in a different growing region but again you come down here in florida and those plants are under it's hot it's stressed the you're using a lot of water to live them in so it creates a lot of these problems and uh if you know anything that you can do that's going to benefit that plant at transplanting is just, it's phenomenal. It, it's its going to help it. That's right. Yeah, that's why I think Promax is a, you know, some kind of tray dip. We could do something like that that really, really shines. Um, going back to as we transplant, um, we really like putting out in the drip or in the transplant water, you know, a solution of perhaps breakout, calcium, superfos for energy, um, even max pack, depending on what the what the plant needs a lot, like like what you, you both were saying, you know, we're getting these plants from, you know, a couple states away and then they're coming down to Florida 
and then they've they've been sitting in a in a cooler and that you know cooling system may have gone out or they're you know just jostled around they're going through a lot of shock at that point before they even get out to the field so again whatever we can do to really get them up and running as quickly as we can and transplanted very efficiently and very healthily that's that's the key so with our products like Promax app and then on top of that a breakout is a good root stimulant, superfoss again for the phosphorus, as well as the ATP, the energy, other micronutrients, calcium, kind of whatever the plant needs at that point, we'll, we'll give it a good dose to get it up and running and get it into a good, healthy environment to ready to ready to get rocking and rolling. Silvano, what's what's going on out in California? So you always getting perfect perfect plants out of the nurseries there, or are there some issues you need to deal with? Similar to Florida, you know, there's issues from the transplants for sure. Uh, there has been, you know, this last year there was quite a bit of issues with strawberries, both strawberries and the caneberries, and uh, they're coming in. Of course, the nurseries are going to claim that all the issues are happening out in the field, and uh, you know, no, they don't want to take responsibility. Uh, so, no, absolutely, there ha- there's issues out here in, from plants in the out in the field and uh like like i mentioned before when when things look weird or uh you know out the gate if something's looking weird the plants don't seem like they want to take off and uh typically i recommend uh a bromax and and then follow up with some sort of inoculum with that and uh and that seems to be able to mitigate a lot of the the problems that we've been having out here at least with the people that i work with uh so no we we have problems like uh, any other region and one of, the, one of the things we have to keep in mind, you know, whether you're in Florida or you're in California or wherever you're growing berries, we are at the mercy of what the nursery stock is. And generally, when and I think we'll get into this a little bit more later, but at, when we receive those plants, we have missed the window to push the potential of that of that particular crop. We've already missed bud initiation. So if we can get Promax and, and Vital and Breakout and Superfoss and get them running, then we're going to have a better chance to make that plant reach its potential. And, and Dustin, uh, Dustin and I looked, and uh, Dustin, you can chime in on this, but I think at 2 o'clock on, on one day when we were setting plants, the soil temperatures were 112 degrees. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's, you know, as soon as they dig that plant in the nursery, it's pretty much dying. And then we're taking it down on the road, you know, through the different cooling systems. And then, you know, we bring it out here to the field and we're setting it. It's hot. So, uh, yeah, it's it's stressed and uh, it, it needs something. It really does. So at this point, appreciate everybody's comments um, in the Human Grow products. Thank you, everyone, sharing what you know we can do at transplanting to make you know, make that transition a little bit better. Um, let's move into post-transplant and what else we can do to help those those transplants continue moving forward through this uh, life cycle. Jason, share, share with us the common practices and Dustin certainly chime in on that as well, on, you know, post-transplant. Well, once once we have the plants lived in, then, we, then we'll typically start running um, you know, our typical conventional liquid fertilizer program. Um, and one of the things that, that we have to understand is plants, I don't care what crop it is, but I know we're speaking of strawberries, but, you know, I don't care what plant, what crop it is. 
it is never in a complete vegetative nor a complete reproductive stage. Uh, it's not even a, a 50-50 ordeal. So we need to make sure that we're applying certain products at, at the right time. As I just mentioned, we are, we've already missed bud initiation by the time that we receive our plants and put them in the ground. So if we can play that catch up and with the microcarbon technology, we can play that catch up. But at that point, we're, we're doing liquid fertilizer through the drip and we will try to, you know, get that plant and push vegetative. And, and that's one of the mindsets that we need to change is there, there is truly not a vegetative and reproductive stage that, that, is, that is separated. It is all together. And Barrett, I'll let you elaborate on that. I, I think you've just nailed it, Jason. Um, one thing that, that we like to do is is um, obviously keep the Promax and the and the Zap going as we've we've already established. Again, we're doing every two weeks on strawberries, Promax and then the Zap, Promax and the Zap. If we're on an organic field, we might uh, switch that up a little bit or do more Promax and no Zap because obviously Zap's not organic. But uh, we have a the fertile gold um, soil product that would be a replacement for Zaps. We can swap that out. One thing we've we we really like to do early for for at least for a little bit more of a kick for vegetation is our vital application foliarly. If we're coming out weekly, we might do a pint an acre, or if we're coming out once every two weeks, do a quart per acre, something along those lines. To really kick kick the plant into gear, get it get the vigor up and running, get the the plant health going, um, get it growing better, um, and just really give it the nutrients that it needs at that point if we haven't done any other nutrients. I mean, again, like Jason said, it's not just a nitrogen thing uh, to get the plant up. There's a lot more nutrients out there that the plant needs. And if we just feed it with nitrogen and nitrogen and nitrogen, we're going to have a lot of disease pressure that comes in, disease, insects, a lot of things like that. So we got to make sure we treat the whole plant. You got to ask the plant what it needs and go from there. Well, and it's kind of a, it's kind of a catch 22. I mean, when you look at strawberries uh, in particular, they put out hands of fruit, so they're of course they're always in a vegetative reproductive. So you have to support that that oxen stage, and you have to support the, the cytokinin stage to make sure that we're covering all bases, and that plant is creating, and and we're helping that plant create the hormones that it needs to for for all stages involved. Because again, we're constantly shooting blooms throughout the season, so we have to cover all of those stages. That concludes part one of our two-part podcast on strawberries. Thank you, everyone, and special thanks to Dustin Grooms of Fancy Farms for spending time with us today. I'll take a moment here to remind everyone to go to humagrow.com and on the homepage, click on the slider image that says Humagrow, practically perfect in every way for strawberries. That will take you to a strawberry blog post that has links to product documents, field studies, and other background information that was discussed today. Be sure to listen to part two of this podcast to hear the discussion on strawberry flowering, berry sizing, and pre-harvest strawberry care. Keep following the Humagrow Farmer podcast for the latest information on enhancing your crops using Humagrow products. Grow healthy!